You are listening to Spin Air Skull on the Spin Southwest. I'm Louise Cantillon and I am delighted to be back with a brand new episode. This week, as students look ahead to their midterm break, some finished, some in the middle and others preparing for their pre-exams, it's a very busy time for schools, teachers and students right across the country. I am delighted that on the podcast this week, we will be chatting all about UL Health Science Academy, along with Limerick and Clare ETB, who have together teamed up to launch a brand new project, which is aimed at helping students to choose a career in health that suits them best. Here to tell us a little bit more about the upcoming event is Health Sciences Academy Manager, Miriam McCarthy. Miriam, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on Spinner Skull. Not at all, Louise. Delighted to have this opportunity. Miriam, it's great to be able to chat to someone who's working at university level and particularly within the Health Sciences Academy. So can you just kick things off by telling us a little bit about this upcoming Early Careers event? Absolutely, Louise. So um, this year on the 1st and 2nd of March, we're hosting a two-day event. Um, it'll be hosted virtually on Zoom. Um, and it's what we're calling our Early Careers event. And it's part of our Junior Health Sciences Academy. So what that means really is that we have clinical staff, so people working in healthcare in the UL Hospitals Group, working in Midwest Community Healthcare in um, Community Services, and students attending University of Limerick and academic staff from the University of Limerick all coming together to really showcase a day in the life, what it's like working in health as a career, what it's like being a student in University of Limerick studying any of the health sciences programmes and indeed what the entry requirements or the subject choices students should think about if they're interested in a career in health. And really the basis and the reason why we did this, and last year was our very first time to do this, was because we were so mindful that there were transitioner students in the region initially who were thinking about health as a career, but because of COVID, really had no opportunity whatsoever to shadow a placement or to come into a hospital or a clinic to see what that looked like, to get to chat with healthcare staff about what their role was involved. And indeed, if someone in your family, perhaps it doesn't work in healthcare, it can be very difficult to know where to find out that information, you know, what, I'm interested in a career in health, but I don't know anyone who's working in that area. And because we couldn't facilitate that due to COVID, we figured let's try and do this virtually and bring it to the students, um, which is what we did. So our, our program last year was based on meeting with lots of transition year students around the region who told us what they wanted to know, what would be of most relevance to them. And we did that last year. It was a day and a half. And this year we've extended it to a full two day event and um, students from all over the country are going to join and hear about what it's like to work in health as a career. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And such a valuable event and a resource as well for students. And Miriam, I'm glad that you mentioned transition years because that leads me nicely along to my next question. I mean, at this stage in the year, most sixth year students have their CAO form filled out for the first time at least I know they can go on to change it uh, fifth years are probably starting to you know think very seriously about certain careers and I guess fourth years are just at the beginning of that journey so who will this event benefit the most yeah that, that's I suppose it's primarily aimed at transition years who are at this point in their in their schooling where they're starting to pick their final subjects and um, for their leaving cert so certainly we will hope and our goal is that we can guide them from the various people that are speaking to picking the most appropriate subject choices um, for their leaving cert. But what I would say though, Louise, if there is somebody in fifth year who's thinking, you know, I'm thinking of physiotherapy or I'm thinking of paramedic studies, I'm not too sure which I should put down first, or indeed a sixth year who's considering their change of mind, absolutely they're welcome to join, join in. And it might just answer some of those questions that they have niggling about what should they put down first on their CAO. 
And the other part, just to say as well, Louise, whilst this is a live event and we have staff and students delivering, we have a live Q&A piece as well. So if there's some particular questions that the students would like to ask of the staff or indeed of UL students or of the academic staff who are presenting on the day, they can do that too. So there might be one or two questions that they're just not 100% sure on and we'd really hope to be able to answer as much as we can for the students when they join in. Brilliant. It just sounds so fantastic. And I think, uh, Miriam, something we've spoken about at length on Spinner Skull, the podcast, is maybe the idea that sometimes, and no offence at all meant by this, that careers in health or even going on to study um, health courses, they can be quite elitist. And I think myself it's a flaw with the Leaving Cert system and the points race can often be an issue when it comes to students who want to choose a career in health. And maybe, you know, in particular, I, I would say with the grade inflation last year and maths requirements and things like this, students who may have a great passion and interest in pursuing further studies in the area of health or maybe going on to have a career in the health industry but because of certain subject requirements or restrictions or as we saw last year and as I've already mentioned grade inflation that student might find that although they have all of this passion and interest in the area academically they're falling short. For a student who feels maybe points are going to be an issue for them but they might not necessarily see themselves as a candidate who will get the points to do medicine. Do you think that this is a good option for them to tune in and to find out about alternative routes and maybe to listen to people's stories and, you know, hear it from the horse's mouth that you don't necessarily have to get that 600 points in your leaving cert to pursue a career in health? Absolutely, Louise. I couldn't agree more. And I really hope people hear that from the stories and the different staff that we have speaking. A career in health, it's really important that people... I suppose really acknowledge that it is as vast and as varied as people would like it to be. So for our, our two-day events, we have 20 healthcare careers that are being showcased. So 20 different professions that people can work in with health. Some of them very patient-facing, so really working one-to-one clinically with patients, and more of them not as patient-facing and more in the background working to support patient decisions. So things like medical physics, for example, or you know, different tests are like technicians, different roles that we would have. It's really important as well that students know there isn't just one way. It is not just get leaving cert points, primary degree, and off you go. There are so many routes and so many different ways into healthcare and into different healthcare professions. So, for example, we have in the University of Limerick, there are master's programs in occupational therapy, speech and language therapy, nutrition and dietetics, and physiotherapy. And they're master's programs. So people can do a primary degree in something else and apply then to build a two-year master's program. So that's really important. And you'll certainly hear from speakers who have had their third level education in the UK and have come back to work in Ireland, or indeed who started in one area and then a couple of years later transitioned totally into a different career. And here they are in health. So there's lots of journeys. It is a really, really circuitous route. But what's important is everything and every learning, as well as something I'm very passionate about myself, every learning opportunity that we have, it's an opportunity to build, to grow and to layer on all these experiences. And the other thing I think it's, it's very important to know is just because you're in transition year now, you don't need to know what you want to do for the rest of your life, you know, like starting your career, starting with your primary degree, that will bring you on a certain journey as well. But that doesn't mean that you will work in that career for the rest of your days. You might want to move into different avenues too. So that just goes really to show that there's lots of different routes and lots of different ways to build on your career and you don't have to have it all figured out now. 
Brilliant. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I'm so glad that you said that, Miriam, because I think that often uh, it can be a case that students find themselves in fourth year thinking, I'm crap at maths. I can never be an accountant or I'm not good at biology. I'll never be a physiotherapist. But to know that there are different routes as well, which is really important. Um, before I ask you about details on how schools can register, I just have one more question. Um, for the students, what exactly can they look forward to in terms of practical advice? Because I know with a lot of maybe college open days, it can be quite overwhelming and confusing. You hear, you know, course directors or uh, lecturers kind of listing off module titles, subject areas, and sometimes 15 and 16 year old transition year students are just sitting thinking, I don't even understand this lingo. So um, I know that this event will be putting forward some real life stories and real life perspectives from people who have careers in health, um, in the health industry. So, um, is there anything in particular about the event that excites you or that you think will really benefit um, a student who maybe gets a little overwhelmed with all of the, the lingo that surrounds moving into third level? Absolutely, yeah. So I, when, we, when we developed and created this, we, as I mentioned, we, we asked transitionary students, what did you want to know? And the things that came out really clearly were, what's the day in the life of a health professional? So my own background, Louise, is physiotherapy. So I've worked as a physiotherapist for a number of years and now have moved on to non-clinical and more management roles. But they really, the students, you know, really want to know, like, for example, what does a physio do? So what time do you come into the hospital? What do you do first thing? So really bringing that to life for them. And that doesn't necessarily have to get caught up in the real detail of, of clinical work or a very complicated language. It's showcasing what the day in the life is. And there's also a piece there as well that, you know, if they were back in transition year, what were their decision? What was their decision making when they were 16? You know, why did they decide that physiotherapy or medicine or nursing or whatever was the career for them? So to really help inform, I suppose, where I'm able to relate to where the transition year students are at right now. Um, they also will mention and all that all speak to what are the key skills and attributes that they believe a person should have in this role? Because that's really, really critical. If someone is going to enjoy their role, um, it needs to be a good fit for what their skill set is. You know, so if it's certainly, you know, being able to work with other people, being able to work as part of a team, being willing to you know, put yourself in other people's shoes, to have that empathy, to be able to you know, walk that journey with a patient or someone who's suffering from an illness, um, being willing to work with other colleagues in a team. You know, so they're all the key attributes that can come through that really really good communication being able to work on your own initiative being able to problem solve you know so the various health professions and the students and the academic staff will speak to some of those key characteristics that really serve people well in their career in health um, it's a really unique environment to work in um, you know you get the opportunity to work with the most amazing patients and families and be part of their care journey and equally to work with colleagues such a team piece around this you know you can, no health professional can work on its own so if they're some of the things that really whet people's appetite when they think of what they would like to do when they fast forward and see themselves working in the future then this is an area that should really I suppose help to resolve some of those questions if they're concerned about that or indeed going to actually no I really don't like the idea of having to work with lots of other people in a very dynamic fast-paced space but that's okay too that that can put that to bed for them as well you know so we really want to students to leave this feeling yes this is really what I thought it was going to be this really sits for me that this is something I want to pursue 
or no, this definitely isn't something for me. It's not what I thought it was going to be. And I think that's as equally as valuable as opposed to people applying for a program and realizing a year in, this is not what they thought it was going to be at all. And then having to make those difficult decisions about changing courses in university. So we really want to equip them with as much information that is, as I said, our transitioners have told us that they want, and we really worked to create um, an event that gives that information to them. Fantastic. Well, look, there's no doubt about that, Miriam. Thank you for being so thorough with all of that. And I think I'm actually sure that you've sparked the interest of lots of students tuning in this morning as well. So uh, finally, my last question is for students, teachers, parents and anybody who is tuning in that would love to hear a little bit more about the upcoming Early Careers event, how they can get involved, how they can register their attendance. And what is the best way to go about it? So the best way to go about registering is through your school. So we are doing hosting this event um, with Limerick and Clare Education and Training Board and Limerick Education Centre. And they've been linking directly with the transition year coordinators in schools across the region and indeed across the country. So if anybody listening wants to join, I would say first and foremost, contact your transition year coordinator. They will have the registration details and we're registering through schools. Um, but I know certainly some of the schools around I've heard they're setting up screens and assembly halls and then students are looking at the timetable and then figuring the sessions that they'd like to drop in and out of to listen to and um, so register through your schools but if you haven't heard about it please do contact your ty coordinator and um, all the schools have been made aware and they are certainly registering um, and the other thing just if you're looking for further information oh it's all on our website so healthsciencesacademy.ie and if you click into that you'll see the timetable and um, how to register all of the information is there for you as well um, but definitely i would just say contact your ty coordinator they have all that information and it might just have passed by you know that you might have heard of it but just to just to work towards it yeah Brilliant. And is there a deadline or can students and teachers register right up until the day? Yeah, no, we're, our closing date for registration is the Sunday just before. So our event is on Tuesday the 1st and Wednesday the 2nd of March. And then we're closing deadline the Sunday just before that. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Miriam McCarthy, Health Sciences Academy Manager. It's been wonderful to chat all about the Early Careers event. And uh, I myself look forward to taking part and to spreading the word further across social media as well. So, Garamila Mahagat, and thank you for joining us on SPIN. Thanks so much, Louise.